Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have some juicy updates to share about Donald Trump's coup clown. So first is news about Trump's Georgia co-defendant. Um, he's the one who, or one of the ones who turned cooperating witness. I'm talking about Kenneth Cheesebro. According to three sources who spoke with the Washington Post, Cheesebro will be meeting with investigators in both Arizona and Nevada to answer questions about the fake elector scheme. A grand jury has apparently been impaneled in Nevada and Cheesebro is expected to travel to the state this upcoming week to testify. And Nevada investigators have apparently provided a proffer agreement to Cheesebro. So that means he cannot be charged with a crime uh, based on anything that he tells them, any information he provides, so long as he is completely honest. If they catch him in a lie, then they can charge him. So Cheesebro is also expected to be meeting with Arizona investigators in the coming weeks, but they have not offered him a non-prosecution agreement, at least not yet. Um, it doesn't sound like they're really interested in Cheesebro, though, so he may not need one because sources told the Post that the Arizona investigators are more, more focused on Trump's fake electors from their state, as well as Trump allies who were pressuring local officials to overturn the election. Um, Cheesebro might also be meeting with D.C. investigators because his Georgia attorney asked the court for permission for Cheesebro to travel to all three of these states to, quote, meet with counsel. Now, the source told The Washington Post, even though Cheesebro is named as an unindicted co-conspirator in Trump's indictment, he hasn't had any contact with the special counsel, with Jack Smith, at, the, at least at this point. So this is pretty interesting news considering his attorney claims he knows nothing. You know, he isn't of much use to the Georgia prosecutors. He just is oh, such an innocent guy and has nothing bad to say about anyone else involved in the case. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, next up is Republican Congressman Scott Perry. Now, as you may recall, the FBI had seized Perry's phone over a year ago because witnesses revealed that Perry was intimately involved in Trump's attempted coup. It was also revealed that Perry had asked Trump for a preemptive pardon before he left office. So Perry sued to try to keep his phone's contents private. Um, so the Justice Department has been fighting him. They were trying to persuade the court to grant access to his data. So the court ended up approving limited access, but all of the court filings have been kept under seal. So we've never been able to see anything. We didn't know what, if anything, the FBI found. Well, yesterday, several court filings were made public and they included some of Perry's messages. So the filings were removed from the public docket after a short time. So it appears that this was a mistake. But reporters pounced on it. They luckily were able to copy some of these exchanges, which are pretty damning. They show that Perry was communicating with the Republican National Committee chairman or chairwoman, uh, Ronna McDaniel, and they were discussing ways that they could challenge Joe Biden's election. Perry was also in communication with a Department of Justice employee between December 30th of 2020 and January 5th of 2021, they discussed a scheme to have then Vice President Mike Pence admit testimony before he counted the electoral votes on January 6th. 
And Perry had additional conversations about overturning the election with a bunch of other people, a bunch of Trump allies, um, Trump attorney, campaign attorney Alex Cannon, Trump attorneys Jenna Ellis and Boris Epstein, uh, Justice Department uh, attorney or former Justice Department attorney Justin Clark, Pennsylvania state lawmaker Doug Mastriano. He also communicated with conspiracy theorists who were related to the breach of voting equipment, such as Phil Waldron. And he even exchanged messages with Simone Gold. You guys will remember her. She is the doctor who founded America's Frontline Doctors and who was convicted of taking part in the Capitol attack. And she was sentenced to prison. So Perry really seemed to buy into these insane in the membrane conspiracy theories. I mean, he was all in on some really crazy stuff based on these communications. And in one exchange with attorney Jeffrey Clark, Perry said that Trump had personally approved a, quote, presidential security clearance for Clark so that Clark could access intelligence information to help him overturn the election. Remember, Clark was an environmental attorney. He had no reason to have access to any of this stuff. So I really hope that they can nail Perry on something, you know, and this isn't just, oh, yeah, he did something unethical, but, you know, not illegal. We'll see. Um, I also have news to share about Trump's other Georgia co-defendant and attorney John Eastman. Eastman has asked the judge in Georgia to set an earlier trial date than what the district attorney has requested. He also asked the judge to split the defendants into two groups of eight and uh, so that they can be tried separately and to try to move things along faster. And Eastman threw a little shade at Donald Trump in his court filing. His attorney wrote, quote, the final plea date should be established earlier in 2024 so that defendants who do not have lifetime United States Secret Service protection and who are not running for election to an office can exercise and have their right to a jury trial completed within 2024. Um, the DA's office had filed a motion in early November, which is why this came up. The DA's office is proposing a final plea date of June 21st of 2024 and then a trial date of August 5th of 2024. The DA said after that June 21st drop dead date, her office will not consider any new plea deals and they will ask for the maximum sentence for all of the remaining defendants. While Eastman is proposing that the judge set a final plea date in early 2024, basically, you know, trying to filter out anybody who's going to take a plea by that point, and let's just move things along. So Judge Scott McAfee is going to have to schedule a hearing to try to make a final decision on this matter. In the meantime, though, he literally was holding hearings today to address requests made by other defendants by Trump and some of his other co-defendants. Some of them want to delay court dates. Some want to dismiss the case entirely. Mark Meadows and Jeffrey Clark want to try to push some of the pre-trial dates back, some of the deadlines. And then Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and a few others are asking that the case be dismissed, which is not going to happen. So I will also keep an eye on that, see how it goes. 
Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like this video, share it, become a subscriber if you have not. If you can donate, it really, really helps. Um, you can also become a monthly donor that helps really with the long-term existence of the show. It's greatly appreciated. Love you all. Have a great weekend. Take care. Talk with you soon.